Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. A prestigious college in a small town on the American East Coast. A former monastery turned into a Christian dormitory. Male and female students inhabiting separate houses. It should be the safest place to get your education, were it not for the fact that some students are true monsters. John Becker playing Kylie, Jorin playing Morgana, and Monica playing Sam and Fuck Mary Kill, a Monster Hearts 2 game run by Tillman. Come join our Discord chat and please consider supporting Twin Cities by Night on Patreon. I believe we last left off with Morgana sorting out, getting drinks, and then returning to the dormitory with Jamie and Alicia. But I believe it makes sense to fast forward to the party just to keep the action going. Or does anyone have any wishes for scenes in between for preparations? Anything special you have planned, maybe? I see no one complaining or here. Let's do exactly that. Let's fast forward to like 10 p.m.-ish. You are in a very crowded old basement, brick walls, and the floor is like very large brick tiles, probably just hammered in into the soil, basically. Don't think there's any concrete under there. There is, however, a fairly modern bar in a corner. It looks very much put together from scraps, probably like things that were uh, left behind when like a pub closed. Just a mishmash of stuff thrown together. Several uh, varieties of um, like fridges for bottles and what you're going to need and glassware that doesn't fit together, all that. Usually here there are ping pong tables and maybe a pool table as well, but those have all been removed probably by Jamie. So now the room is open and crammed full with people from the dormitory, but also other students who just showed up for a party. Loud Spotify mixes are being played back, handpicked by Jamie, who keeps dialing up the volume every hour. And Alessandro is at the bar making custom drinks. The drink of the day is... Mostly akin to a mojito, but for some reason he thinks it's absolutely fantastic to put a Red Bull in it. So let's start with Sam. Where do you see yourself at this party? Sam walks in, kind of takes the ambiance, looks around at everyone who either went really hard with their slut costumes or they missed the memo that it was supposed to be a sexy party and they actually dressed up spooky. He goes right for a drink, you know, to Alessandro And, you know, he's kind of looking at that drink of the day and deciding against his better judgment, he'll just go for the jungle juice because a mojito with Red Bull just sounds like it's going to amp him up a little too much. And once he gets his drink situation ready, he's going to look around for Kylie, probably. Yeah, you feel kind of, I would say, on edge, maybe. Maybe your like wolf senses are coming in a little bit. You're really assaulted. Like with the smell of this room, there's this dank old basement underlying with uh, like beer that has been dripping into the cracks of the floor tiles for decades, probably. And 
beyond that, like the assaulting smell of perfumes of all varieties and deodorants and body odor and just this thick air that doesn't move anywhere because there's no ventilation, basically. It's just an open basement room. Would you say you can like narrow down Kylie in there? Normally he would spot her by scent, but given the fact that there's so many bodies and it's warm and uncomfortable and he's a little bit on edge, he can't really trust his nose. The more he tries to smell, the more he picks up on the scent of like maybe slightly aroused women and he's trying to just keep his mind focused. So he starts to visually search Kylie out and of course he sees the bright red attention grabbing costume and just from behind, he knows it's her because it's the loudest thing in the room. Yeah, let's switch over to Kylie then. Kylie, you already heard you appear to be the life of the party. What's your method? So you got that uh, Red Riding Hood costume going on. Obviously, you stand out by a lot. You probably have like white accents in there and you made sure to pick them in such a way that the UV lighting makes it glow in the dark. Absolutely. And... It's strategically placed white stuff. So like as she's sitting there uh, sipping on her vodka cranberry, she'll like kind of touch those areas and like really bring even more attention to the white that's on her bosom. And, you know, like the I imagine her petticoat would also be white. So that highlights her ass very nicely. Kylie has been there for a little bit at this point. She's gone around to lots of people in the crowd, making conversations with everybody, seeing how everyone's doing, having fun, talking about fun stuff. But her her big thing for tonight is to, because I believe this is the night that we vandalize the plaque. So she's trying to get people i imagined at some point she heard about the the recording the web camera that was set up and her plan is to just have a whole bunch of people kind of be in the hall blocking that view so that people behind it can like start making uh sharpie marks on it and so she's getting people like talking about that as well like oh at such and such time we're going to do this yeah jamie has like put up a handwritten note at the staircase like don't do anything to the plaque there's a there's a camera uh, and he's put like a, a drawing of an all-seeing eye on there so what was your uh, plan again you want to like make sure that the camera is blocked from uh, that the plaque isn't visible right have um basically because it's kind of in a hallway that's a passing area just have a group of students basically stand right in front of it like they're having a conversation and then that way people can swoop in from behind like walk behind the group so you got the web crammer, you got the group, and then you got the plaque on the other side. So people can come to the plaque and it's obscured as to who exactly it is. Yeah, you know the plaque is at the end of the entrance, the ground floor area. So there's this large wooden doorway. And then at the opposite end of the, the, the hallway is the plaque with stairs leading up left and right of it. And along the hallway on the sides, uh, bathrooms, for example. So when people need to go use the bathroom, they would need to walk upstairs from the basement in into this hallway and maybe, you know, have a chat in front of the bathroom. Or if they want to go smoking, maybe they would need to go outside because in the basement is just no deal. And in the hallway, there are smoke detectors. 
yeah, that's perfect. Like uh, just getting groups of women go into the restroom. And I I really like that idea of um, grabbing either like robes if she can, or just like extra bed sheets <laughs> that uh, Jennifer, she cut holes into stuff. So like just using that as like, here, you're going to be a ghost. And that way the camera won't see you. Yeah, Jennifer has been cutting a lot of stuff today in her uh, sexy Edward with the scissor hands outfit. Her hair is all crazy and she's got a bunch of scissors glued onto her all black but still revealing outfit. And she also carries like scissors in her hands and tries to grab things with them. Currently, she's trying to grab shot glasses and is doing shots with Ryan. Or really, she's just dropping alcohol on her clothes and on his clothes and everywhere else. And he's kind of doing shots, but they seem to be enjoying themselves. Now, Megan, however, not so much. You have the feeling she needs some, she needs someone to like get her to enjoy the party. She is in her pirate costume that you picked out for her. And it does look kind of cute. And she seems fairly comfortable with that at least. But like overall, she's kind of a wallflower right now. Okay. Well, so I imagine that when Sam starts to look for Kylie, she's basically in the center of the room and she's talking with two or three guys at the moment. And she'll she'll notice Megan in the corner of her eye and she makes that mental note. Okay. Do you also notice that Sam has like put his attention onto you. I would say that's probably something that Kylie easily picks up on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She could just kind of feel Sam's intense stare at the at the back of her cloak and she'll kind of like turn around and and see Sam is staring at her and she'll give us a nice smile and a wink, but she doesn't make a move to go go to him. So Sam, what do you do? Sam's still approaching he's he's seeing her talking to other guys which doesn't bother him one bit he knows the game he's approaching her and he catches a quick whiff of this this really enchanting scent he turns around he sees morgana he's not quite sure what she's dressed up as but he's a little nervous knowing that she's back there because he knows that she knows something about him so now he's more self-conscious of his desires and he's holding on to that drink you know really stiffly trying to remain in control as he keeps approaching Kylie and when she turns and winks at him it just encourages him to walk a little faster and when he reaches her he kind of looks at the other three guys in like a really menacing way and just says scram okay you caught me off guard there a little bit originally when you said you were like uneasy with Morgana I was gonna ask you to roll to keep your cool but now it sounds like you're yeah, shutting the other other free dudes or whatever down from talking to to Kylie. Right. Which would you say is more fitting to the situation? I would say he's more he's trying to ignore what's going on by seeing Morgana by shutting down the guys and asserting dominance. Okay, so you're kind of overcompensating. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Then please roll me your cold to shut someone down. So 2d6 plus your cold stat. Rolled 11. That is a full success. So you can choose, they lose a string on you, which they don't have. If they hang, if they have no strings on you, gain one on them. They gain a condition or you take one forward. Since these currently are nameless um, NPCs, we can either decide they aren't actually, and you can say there's 
someone in that group who you know, like from the dormitory maybe, and that someone is then your target in particular. Or I would suggest you take one forward, like you make an impression and then your next role is going to be better. I'll take one forward. Okay. So the three of them, they look kind of dumbfounded and they do laugh at you because, well, you're pretty much outnumbered. They get an intensity from you that makes them a bit uncomfortable and they like move aside, but you can tell they keep an eye on Kylie to like find out what your deal is with her. Sam keeps intense eye contact with these guys until they're at a distance that he feels comfortable with. And then he kind of puts himself between the guys and Kylie, kind of blocking their view of her. And he reaches under her cloak and very sneakily just gives her ass a cheeky grab and says, finally, a face that I know in this horrible, horrible crowd. Could they have picked a shittier place to have a party. <laughs> Sam, you know this is one of the best places to have a party here. You have no idea how badly this place smells for someone like me. I mean, it's not the greatest smelling, but uh, do you need some fresh air? Yeah, he's going to turn around and kind of look towards Morgana. And he's going to say, uh, she's here. Um kind of a little antsy right now seeing her and and without turning to look because you know can't be too obvious about this stuff she uh waits a moment kind of turns her head just slightly sees that he's referring to morgana turns and looks back at sam well i think a couple of drinks in you and that probably won't be too much more of an issue i think a couple of drinks in me and i'm gonna end up in her so I don't think that's the smartest move right now. It's that uh, time of the month, if you know what I mean. Wait, does does Kylie know what Sam means? <laughs> we can, I mean, we can we can make rolls again to see how uh, you come across. So, Sam, you could maybe roll your hot if you're trying to like turn Kylie on, and alternatively, well, we can see how Kylie reacts. <laughs> kind of drawing a blank right now does kylie know about the werewolf thing that's uh i don't think we've actually discussed that which is why i was asking essentially i got an eight on my roll and i don't mind if kylie knows i figure sam would need to confide in someone and kylie's just so open towards him and at the end of the day she's basically his best friend i don't see why he wouldn't tell her she seems like someone who could handle that sort of thing okay but morgana got like a glimpse and you're afraid of her. Correct. Okay, just wanted to make sure. So you get your eight to turn her on. And that means Kylie can either give you a string or choose one of these reactions. Uh, I give myself to you. I promise something I think you want. Or I get embarrassed and act awkward. So remind me, what was the last thing that Sam said? I've tried to remember the con context of the conversation. I think like to sum up, he he walked up to you. He like pushed all these no names aside that well you entertained them, but they're not very interesting. And uh, he just snuck up to you very assertively, got Grabbed physical with you uh, immediately. But then he started to talk a little weird, like got something about that time in the month. And right, okay. When Sam makes that remark, 
she'll loop herself like pull her arm around his back and kind of come side to side to him so that she's like tucked underneath his arm and looking up why don't we go take a brisk walk i could uh see how the plaque's coming along and and this is the i promise something i think you want which in this case i think is some time alone yeah it's it's your decision what you think he wants so you pick it up he wanted to be specifically uh, without any interruptions from outside around you so that that checks out sam is going to feel an immediate sense of relief that kylie is in his corner and that he has a reason to not really stick around all these no-name people that he doesn't care about so he's going to very lightly grip her shoulder to keep her by his side and then he's going to start making his way out with her in tow. But as he passes Morgana again, he can't help but to just kind of catch a hint of that scent and he feels himself getting a little jittery again. Morgana right now definitely seems agitated. She is in a conversation with Erica and Erica is seemingly kind of getting into her personal space. She's probably a bit drunk. She's got like a can of White Claw Uh, in her hands and it's like leaning on Morgana's shoulder. Erica was missing early on preparations, but now at the party, she is totally there again. And again, she's like yelling into your ear. You really shouldn't drink that. It's got so much sugar. Look, this stuff right here, calorie free. This stuff right here, sugar? Don't think so. And she's holding up a glass that she has been filling with the wine that she got for herself and Alicia and she put tactically behind it is technically behind the bar but it's within reach from if you reach around the corner yeah then you can grab that bottle but that's the only way to get it it's below the bar she's been filling up her cup with that there is no sugar in this that has all been let me try it and she yanks it from your hand and like no <laughs> takes a sip and she's like appalled by it. like that is that is sickening yeah no wonder you drink all that sweet crap and then you drink my wine alicia uh were you talking to her earlier i think alicia i think and alicia and i have been hanging out ever since like we came back and then we went to my room and got dressed hung out pre-drinked pre-drank our wine so I think I've been hanging around with her a little bit. Yeah, she's definitely seething in anger. You can see she's like clasping her glass in her hand and her knuckles are kind of protruding. And she she points at Erica and she kind of pokes into her shoulder like, you, you get out of here. What are you? I don't want to hear anything about your weird eating habits or fitness or anything right now is there like a couch corner close by or like a chair or something in the party room i would say usually but it's been moved to like the probably the hallway in the basement so you can sit in front of the room but right now um it's been cleared out to have like not really a dancing space because that's uncomfortable on these on these rocks, but as close as you can get. Okay. 
well, that's too far away. So what I'm going to do is as soon as I have my drink back, because that's not going to fall, I can see us leaning against the wall and she has just slowly sagged closer and closer to my shoulder. And now she's actively touching it. And that annoys me. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to push off off the wall and go to Alicia and say, well, let's go somewhere else. Okay. I would form a rollout of that again. Do you want to rush her off gently to uh, basically keep your cool and cast her aside? Or would you prefer to uh, use your volatile stat, basically use your run away, but I would say that would be a walk away briskly. Just let's get out of here. Oof. I was seeing it as just letting her drop to the floor, so not gentle at all, because I am extremely done with her not being around for the decoration, so I had to do it, not being around for the alcohol run, so I had to do it, and then had to rush my whole costume to change. So I think volatile would work better in that case. Yeah, but I would say then you're lashing out physically. I didn't pick that up when you described it at first, but yeah, that sounds like you're being... While not exactly violent, definitely very physical, and you're casting her aside. So give me your volatile stat, exactly. I got a four, which I think is a failure. So you wanted to like push off the wall, and Erica basically should be moving to the side then, away from you, or set up your plan. Okay, so I'm going with the worst possible outcome. You're pushing off the wall, Erica kind of loses her balance, had you taken back your glass yet, or does she still have it? No, I had made sure that I would that I had my wine before I would do that. Okay, but she's still really close, and she she puts out her arm. She wants to like hold on to something because she's lost her balance. She totally pushes against the glass, and it kind of empties into your cleavage, and she she like falls into you, and uh, Alicia seems to lose it. She yells out and she pushes Erica aside. She grabs you by your arm and you two, Alicia, and you are briskly like, moving away. Yeah, that seems about right. And I'm, around I, you, I, you yeah, hear like so. cheering for uh, what's going on. The men obviously are really into it. But yeah, you're moving outside and with the music getting a bit quieter as you close the door to the party room, you hear Alicia's crying. Alicia... It's not that bad. It's just wine. What's up? She's always so mean to you. And and to all the rest. Like, why is someone like her the RA here? Yeah. Connections, I guess. I'm not I've not yet had a position to be mean to her, but I will come around. I don't get her. Like it's all she's so fake. Uh, like she she says something about she's done some kind of journey, but I believe she, like she uh, I don't know she uh, I think she was just failing her classes and then she she went probably to like a private school or something to come back here and then finish I don't know. Hey, question. Maybe you know that. If something were to go terribly, terribly wrong tonight and Mr. Guard of our dormitory was to find out, do you think he would pin it on the RAs? I, I, it would be a shame for Jamie, but you know. 
How exactly are you asking us? Uh, what do you want to find out? I wanna, I wanna check what Alicia is. Hmm, good question. I think what I want to find out is partly how far Alicia, Alicia wants to go, and if she has already thought of it. Because clearly she doesn't like Erica, so she probably already has schemes inside of her brain that would probably go against Erica. Uh, do you have a string on Alicia? Not anymore, because I used it to get her credit card. Too bad. You could have used that to tempt her into doing something, but you already did that. Oh, well... I don't know. Something always goes horribly wrong, especially around the plague. And as far as I know, uh, the RAs are usually who Mr. Meisner then approaches about that. I think Jamie is is um, like his main target, though. But Jamie is shifty. He always gets out of it somehow. Hmm. I know somebody that might be able to help with that. Just got to find her. But first, I'm going to dry this off because I'm getting cold and having wine in my cleavage was not what was on the planning for now. That was scheduled for at least three hours later. <sighs> so I'm, I'm going to head to the bathroom. Feel free to come with me or to go back, whatever you want. I, I don't really want to go back. Well, then come with me. <laughs> She links arms with you. So what was planned for three hours from now? Clearly, it was, or apparently, it was to get wine spilled all over her so she could probably take it off or change outfits or whatever. So, we kind of have two groups now moving away from the party upstairs into the hallway. Um, I would say, Kylie and Sam, you're kind of leading the way, but uh, Morgana and Alicia are not very far behind. And you can see there's another group. Uh, immediately in front of the entrance, which is currently wide open. You see there's Antoine and Lydia. Antoine is dressed as he would usually dress. So he's kind of got a, a coat on of sorts and his typical scarf. He does have, he has painted his face to look like a skeleton, but that's really about it. That's his entire uh, Halloween outfit. And Lydia is even less dressed up than him. She wears a dark red hijab and she probably doesn't have anything to do with the party going on at all, but also doesn't really want to be like left out because, I mean, it would be loud and she would be alone. So right now she's hanging with Antoine. Both of them are French exchange students and you can hear them speaking in French. And Antoine at least seems to... Um, enjoy smoking a hookah you're not quite sure whether he has gotten lydia to try it yet so kylie sam what direction are you taking sam is going to walk outside with kylie and he feels immediately better being far at least what he feels is far from morgana but he gets like this feeling the necks on the back uh, the hairs on the back of his neck stand up and he turns around for a second and he can just smell her before he sees her so he starts walking a little faster almost like he's dragging kylie who's got her heels on he's like she's i think she's following us I, she's right behind us i smell her we gotta get away from her and he's trying to think of places that he can go where he doesn't think morgana would follow or where there wouldn't be many people and the only place he can think of 
is the haunted hill area where that one student died. Because people, aside, you know, from the spooks who like to just, you know, bring Ouija boards out there and try to summon the spirit of the kid that died, most people tend to stay away from it out of fear or, you know, superstition. So he's at this point, like speed walking with Kylie, who's basically jogging in her heels to keep up with him. And he says, take off your shoes, take take, up, take the heels off. We got to cut through the grass. Let's just go to that hill where that one fucking idiot just snapped his neck. I don't think she'll follow us there. Is that cool with you? Well, slow down so I can actually take my heels off. Fine, just make it quick, all right? She's 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 right behind us. I can literally feel her. Well, lucky for Sam, Kylie wasn't wearing like the the intricate strapped heels, so they're like real quick. She she takes them off in just like a, a second or two per shoe. <sighs> okay, lead the way. And so he's going to take her over to the haunted hill. And when he finally gets that feeling that Morgana's behind him starts to slowly dissipate, he starts feeling that peace again. At this point, the drink that he was holding in his hand with the jungle juice has like splashed everywhere. Not on him, not on Kylie, of course, because he's very meticulous about such things. But it's all over his hand and only about a third of what was in the glass is actually still there. So he chugs it and just throws the empty glass on, you know, like the the lawn of the hill and just starts kind of pacing back and forth. And he's going to look at her and say, it's that time. I'm, I'm like really feeling it this month. You know, at first it was that one RA, he stopped by my room and he was just, he was just so stupid, you know? So that kind of got me a little bristly, then walked into the party. I, I didn't think she'd be there, but she was there. And oh, she smells so good, Kylie. She smelled so fucking good. I just, I don't even know what to do right now. I'm like, just, I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna lose it tonight. Sam, can you roll me to uh, your cold stat to keep your cool? Seven. Okay, so on a seven to nine, usually the MC, so me, will tell you how your actions would leave you vulnerable, and you can choose to back down or go through with it. But in this case, I would say, Kylie, what are you picking up in this? As soon as Sam brought her up to this area and just started verbal diarrhea, <laughs> she's she's sitting there listening, doing doing what she normally does with him. But then she starts picking up on his anxiety or just like the the worry that's coming from her him, and that's starting to cause her like she hasn't quite seen him this worked up before. I think the the Morgana thing is relatively new. And, and to see him so worked up over to her, what's not as big of a deal. Like she doesn't quite understand why he's having issues with her. Like she sort of understands his thing, but not necessarily the connection between the two. So originally she always thought that it's like, oh, he just likes Morgana. Why doesn't he just sleep with her and get it over with? But now it's like, what, what exactly is going on? Like, why is he, why is Morgana driving Sam so crazy and she's starting to get concerned about the situation. Are you just concerned for him like on a friend level or is there a, like a competitive aspect? She will say on a friend level, but we all know it's going to be on a competitive level. Okay, then Sam, then I will warn you that you will appear vulnerable to Kylie 
and you know about her competitive nature, especially like regarding other women. So you can choose uh, what you want to do with that information. I think somewhere in the back of his mind, he understands that he's walking right into a woman trap. But at, at the mindset that he's currently in, I don't think it fully registers the severity of it. So he just kind of keeps pacing and just he just keeps just a verbal diarrhea. And he's just saying, I mean, did you see her? What the fuck was she wearing? It was so stupid. It was so stupid, you know, but I don't even know what the hell she was supposed to be dressed up as. But fuck, she looked good in it. And I don't know what the hell she had on today. I, it was the smell, Kylie, if you could understand the smell. And as he says that, he's he's digging you know, his fingers into his, into his palms. He's like balling his fists up and his hands are shaking a little bit. He's like, if it wasn't because there were so many fucking people around, I would have just taken her right then and there. It's not so much that Kylie's surprised by that statement, but it does catch her a little bit off guard with his aggressiveness with it. So so Kylie just stares at Sam straight in the eyes for a moment. And then she'll, she'll get up and move deliberately towards him and put herself in his arms and bring him close to her hands around his back and "Mm, perhaps we should uh give you a bit of a distraction take your mind off of all these worrying concerns roll for hot (laughs) i got an eight all right so on a seven to nine day so sam can give you a string or choose one of these reactions I give myself to you. I promise something I think you want, or I get embarrassed and act awkward. Sam would definitely give himself to her. Oh my. How will that go over? Sam feels her hands on his back, and he just feels his his heartbeat quicken a little bit. And since he's a little taller than her, without her heels, he looks down, and all he just sees is just all this glorious cleavage. And, you know, her chest is a little rosy from the, the fast walking they were doing. So he puts his arms around her waist and, you know, kind of grabs her by the butt and pulls her really tightly against him and says, I don't think anybody's really going to come by this hill. So do you think we should just do it right here? And is it a relatively open area? (laughs) Well, um, let's work on this collaboratively. So... As far as I recall, the area you went to is like at a sharp turn on this fairly steep road. And this is where like a, a vehicle like didn't quite make the turn and a student was caught by it and died. I believe that is the area you wanted to go to. But yeah, this hill that the, the dormitory is built upon, which you're like halfway up right now, is covered mostly in like grass and there's a a small um, walkway further up the hill where you can get to the chapel there's like brushery and trees around and the occasional rock maybe like a cross that uh, has the name of some important saint of the area you can take your pick Kylie's not so much worried about people per se seeing, given how she's dressed, you know, like things will be pretty easy. She's more concerned about how loud she's going to be. Oh, okay. So uh, the the place should be discreet. I I think she'll, after having her ass grabbed and 
that sharp inhale. She'll look around and then uh, like slowly try to pull away, grabbing his hand and then bring Sam up to the chapel. So is this like a power move for Kylie? Does she like know she can she can use like her attractiveness to gain advantages on people? I mean, she's the queen and it's a sex move on your character sheet, of course. But like, um, how does it, what does it mean emotionally for her? Because Sam is currently talking a lot about Morgana right now. Right. So, so the way that I see it, it, it's more of a, oh, you're talking about this other woman to me a lot. And I like being the center of, t- of attention. Not, not that she per se, gosh, it's hard to describe. Like she's jealous that Sam's so into Morgana, but at the same time, in a way like that in and of itself doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter who he's into. She just wants to be the one that people are into. So yes, I I would say it's kind of a power move in this case. Okay. So you're seeing Sam is like, you would guess he's very easily manipulated right now. You can mold him. He's giving you a chance and you're going to use that chance. Yes. Okay, so you're pulling him along this walkway. Um, There's the occasional like sodium gas lamp. So there's like yellow light. Sam, from your point of view, the contours of Kylie's body are much emphasized. You're definitely getting quite excited right now. But you're not sure quite what her deal is. Like, where is she leading you? Sam is going to let himself be led kind of like a child by the wrist he kind of keeps adjusting his jeans a bit because he's very uncomfortable at this point and he's looking around trying to see where she's taking him and then he sees that the only thing up ahead is the chapel and he's just going to kind of chuckle to him and say Kylie you can't be serious the chapel people are going to be there tomorrow morning but people aren't going to be there right now and that's uh, more important to me he's just going to smirk because he likes how she thinks. And now there's like this devious nature in him, you know, kind of destroying something that's supposed to be sacred. It's, you know, the possibility of getting caught. There's just like a lot that's exciting him right now. So as soon as they go into the the chapel, which I would assume would have open doors 24-7, he walks in, he takes a deep inhale, even though it's dark in there, he can tell there's nobody there. And he kind of nods at her to give her the old clear. And as she's stepping in, he will just kind of yank her by the arm, pick her up and just press her against the wall and start to aggressively kiss her. Yeah, of course, the the wooden doors are open of this chapel. It's again, a very old brick building. Inside, it is, as you said, quite dark. You can see moonlight a little bit through some of those large window panes, but being very old glass again and colored, it's dimly lit, but you know, there is like the endlessly burning candle there. Of course, they keep replacing the candle and it gets relit every time, but right now it is lit and you find more candles that uh, people can put up to remember someone who has died in their family and you place them around and get very physical with Kylie against the wall. Do you enjoy the vibe we have going on in Monster Hearts? Then you will enjoy our Scion game Valley of the Setting Sun. A game about people trying to cope with the responsibilities of having divine parents and becoming heroes while still keeping their zany energy going.